This episode contains topics that might be triggering to some listeners like depression and suicide. Please listen at your own discretion. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spirituality for Control Freaks with me, Becca. It has been a minute and a half since I have last created an episode. (laughs) I would love to be apologetic with just a schmear of groveling, but to be honest, life has been a bit intense for me as of late, and it has been really hard to be consistent. Um, I've been broken down and shedding layer upon layer of old perceptions and thought processes. The old me would have sugarcoated it for you, or I never would have mentioned it at all, because why do random people on the internet have a right to my business? You don't. But I do feel like while I won't go over all the details, because those are indeed none of your business, I have been led to give an overview of what's been happening and to share the lessons that I've been learning along the way. Because eventually every one of you will experience what I have been experiencing for the past couple of months. And that's what this freaking podcast is all about, isn't it? Me sharing my stories? This is not going to be easy for me to do. Vulnerability is a really hard thing for a lot of people, especially control freaks. Uh, As most of you control freaks know, perfectionism is what most of us strive for. Vulnerable does not equal perfection. I mean, it's one of the goals that we have to control our lives enough to achieve or at least be perceived as perfect. And man, opening up and being vulnerable shows us not only us, but it shows the world that we are our biggest fear. Imperfect. When you start a podcast, you want to be the wittiest the funniest, the most listened to, the most praised. And I had those desires for this podcast too. I'm only human, but I need to follow my intuition on this one. Um, So I'm going to share the dark parts of this spiritual journey as well as the light. Because life is both. You can't have one without the other. So for the past couple of months, I have been experiencing a dark night of the soul. Some of you might be like, what the actual fuck is that? No, my friends, it is not a super awesome heavy metal band. It is a part of the spiritual journey that I didn't even knew existed (laughs) until very, very recently. Uh, The Dark Knight of the Soul is a process of bringing change into your life by shedding your old beliefs, perceptions, uh, your previous idea of how your life was going to go, and sometimes your ego. Um, it, it could basically be a giant, big ego death. So what exactly does that mean? What it means is um, lately I've been feeling very disconnected from source, God, whatever you want to call it. Um, it comes with a really deep sense of sadness, unworthiness, um, this constant feeling of being lost Uh, feeling hopeless, lacking interest in things that used to bring me joy, Um, like this podcast. It's kind of one of the reasons I haven't posted in such a long time. Um, It's really hard to get motivated to do anything. Uh, It's this intense longing for home when, 
to be honest, I don't even know where that is. So some of you might be thinking, uh, Becca, that just sounds like depression. And you're right. It does share a lot of the same characteristics as depression. The difference being is depression can be treated uh, with medications, cognitive behavioral therapy, meditation, changing your eating habits, you know, etc. With a dark night of the soul, it's more like a spiritual existential crisis. You ask yourself questions like, what am I even doing here? What's the point? It's a journey where the only way up is down and the only way out is in. Uh, basically, no one can save you but yourself. And that is sometimes the most frustrating thing ever. The longer you deny the journey, the longer the journey lasts. And boy, howdy, did I deny the hell out of this journey. So my dark night of the soul started after I was attuned for Reiki. Um, at first, everything was amazing. I felt so confident and powerful and my chakras were all lit up and beautiful and the world was my freaking oyster. Um, but there were emotions and beliefs that were so deeply ingrained in me that within a few days of my attunement, I started having visions um, from my childhood and memories that were just depressing, to say the least. Um, it was almost like my chakras had like so much emotional gunk on them, and the Reiki attunement released all of the gunk into my system. Uh, so guess what? The gunk doesn't go away, and you don't want to re-gunk up your chakras, so basically the only thing to do is to work through it. Gotta work through the gunk. So that's what I've been doing. Uh, basically living day by day, working through the emotional, mental gunk. I'm not sure if anyone has experienced this or is experiencing it right now, but for me, meditation is actually one of the hardest things for me to do. Meditation is hard because when you're not in a dark night of the soul, your connection can feel crystal clear. Uh, you can have visions and conversations and feel completely connected to source. Um, and it feels so incredible. Um, but when you're going through a dark night, those sort of communications can get fuzzy or at least feel fuzzy. And they, they are to me. As soon as I had my Reiki attunement, I noticed that when I went to meditate, I would fall asleep. And that had never happened to me before, ever, no matter how deep I would go. Um, and it kept happening. It was kind of like my antenna was broken and the signal that I get right now is very, very muddled. Uh, and it can be extremely frustrating. Now, before you panic and never do Reiki again, <laughs> let me tell you, Reiki attunements do not do this to every person. In fact, there were so many different elements that brought on my dark night. Um, I mean, for starters... I didn't know it, but I inadvertently asked for it. Um, I had been asking my spirit guides multiple times over the course of many full moons to help me break down my mental blocks. The thing that I have learned is that your dark night isn't going to occur until you are ready for it. And by ready, I don't mean like emotionally ready, but I mean spiritually ready. Um, I asked for deep healing and the attunement basically just lit the fire, so to speak. The other thing that's been really hard for me is to stay present during this time. 
because all I want to do is ruminate on the past or daydream about the future. Anything that can take me away from the discomfort of my emotions in the present. Uh, Staying in the present is the hardest motherfucking thing to do because it's basically teaching me to let the process take place, i.e. let go of control. That's a really hard thing for a control freak. And that is what a dark night is. It's breaking you down. It's forcing you to face the pain and it is forcing you to let go, to let, to release, to let the old you die. Because in the end, it is the old you that is dying. It's been an intense couple of months. Um, but I'm going to be honest, I'm glad that I'm going through this now. In a messed up way, the timing is actually pretty perfect in my life. The universe has me in its hands, and it reminds me daily that I am safe. Um, But I'm also not in control, and I need to learn to be okay with that. So if this episode is resonating with you at all, or in some way maybe you feel like someone you know might be experiencing a dark night of the soul, um, here are some tips that I have received from other beautiful souls who went through this, and from my own research. It's okay to slow down. This is the time to release things that are not lining up with you vibrationally, Uh, whether that's a relationship, a friendship, extracurricular activity, a job, a belief, anything else that doesn't quite feel right. Give it some thought, write it out, trust your intuition. You know what needs to be done. Write it out, write it out, write it out. This has helped me immensely. My beautiful friend Jan told me to write everything down, basically everything that I was feeling. Ignore punctuation, ignore grammar, ignore your fear of someone reading it. Just let it all out. Write it out, then rip it up or burn it or let the paper disintegrate in water and bury the remnants in the ground. Uh, This is a form of alchemy, Uh, which I will totally cover in another podcast, by the way. Feel every fucking emotion. Just do it. The longer you suppress your feelings, the longer this process is going to take, and eventually it can actually get you sick um, emotionally, spiritually, whatever you want to call it. Um, When an intense emotion comes up, I find a safe place and I let it out. Uh, If I'm having a hard time knowing what I'm feeling, I identify where in my body I'm feeling the emotion. Is my throat tight? Is my heart heavy? Do I have a headache? Uh, Then I try to identify the emotion and call it out in like a loving manner. I feel sad, guilty, angry, etc. And then I feel it. Uh, The point isn't to wallow in your emotions, but to feel it until you don't anymore. Pay attention to the thoughts that pop up while you're feeling your emotions and write them down. What memories come to mind? Those memories are the key to discovering your belief systems and breaking them down. And I will give you a very, very intimate and vulnerable example. Uh, A common thought that kept popping up in my mind uh, while I would be attempting to meditate before falling asleep or anything like that was that I was unlovable. Um, I used to just accept that fact and just kind of like a parrot on my shoulder, like, yeah, whatever, I'm unlovable. Um, But when I started to feel my emotions and question them, I was able to break it down. 
And I basically did this by just asking myself, why? Why am I unlovable? Because I'm not perfect. Why? Because I don't look the way I should. Why? Because I don't look like the women on TV or in the magazines. Why? Because I'm fat. And there I was. One of my core beliefs was that I was unlovable because I thought I was fat. My body was the reason I believed I couldn't give or receive love. Question every thought. Break it down. You're going to be really surprised what you find. Another thing is suicide is a completely normal thought during this time. If you have thoughts of suicide, reach out to someone. Don't go through this alone. Get help from a medical professional. Talk to a friend. Just do something because the world needs you. You are needed. You are wanted. You are loved. You are going to have things thrown at you in a way where you might think you are being punished. (laughs) This has happened to me quite a bit recently. You're not being punished. Each situation is thrown at you to break you down even further. Even the placement of a song on the radio that reminds you of an ex or something, it's meant to trigger you so that you can work through the belief system of what triggered you in the first place. Just keep going and have faith that it will all work out in the end. Uh, Sometimes that's all you can do during this time. Find a safe person to talk to about this, even if they have no idea what you are talking about. (laughs) Talk to someone, even if you have to describe it to them, even if you have to go out and buy them the, like a book and be like, this is what I'm going through. Um, While they can't get you out of the darkness because a night of the soul is definitely a personal journey, um, they can at least listen and support you while you go through it. Um, If you can't find a safe person, then become that person for yourself. Write out what you're going through like you would be if you'd be talking to a best friend or something. And then give advice accordingly. Be kind to yourself. Be patient. Treat yourself like a grieving friend because that's what this is. You're grieving the you that you thought you were and you are grieving the life that you thought you would have. This will eventually end. Okay, I keep being told this and have a hard time believing it myself. So, uh, but according to everyone I've talked to and everything I've read, it's true. The darkness eventually fades away. And when the dark night is over, um, I will be a completely different person. And I'm kind of excited for that. I feel like she's going to be awesome. And finally, you are not alone. Even though it feels like it, you are not cut off. Your spirit guides are there all the time sending you messages. Personally, there are days where I have no energy to do anything, let alone see people. Sometimes I cancel plans just because I can't handle the idea of taking on anyone else's energy because mine is so intense. Uh, That sort of personal isolation can feel really lonely. Uh, This is okay. This is a part of it. I just remind myself that I need to not push so hard to feel normal. Because right now, I don't feel normal. 
While there isn't a ton of information regarding this topic, there have been a few things that I have found that helps me get through the worst days. Uh, the first is a book, because you know me, I love me my books. Uh, it is entitled The Dark Night of the Soul. Wow, look at that. It is by Fiona Robertson. It is the story of her experience, complete with inner dialogue that is way too relatable. Um, it's not a step-by-step -step guide out of a dark night, but it is comforting simply due to the fact that someone else feels the way you do and wrote about it. Uh, the second thing that really helped me uh, was given to me by my therapist and is www.selfcompassion.org. This site was created by Dr. Kristen Neff. It is 100% free and has downloadable guided practices. I listen to these when I'm having a really hard time forgiving myself or letting go. If you are not going through a dark night of the soul, but you think you know someone who is, be kind to them. So freaking kind, okay? Send them this podcast, buy them the book, take them out to coffee, do whatever you feel you need to do to send them love. Because honestly, this heaviness is so intense and it's impossible to describe to someone who hasn't been through it. Thank you all for listening to my intensely personal episode. As much as it is uncomfortable to release this, I really, really hope that it reaches somebody who needs to hear this. If you want to ask me questions or simply want to feel like you're not alone, follow me on Instagram. You can find me at spirituality for control freaks, all one word, or you can email me at spirituality for control freaks at gmail.com. Sending all my love to you freaking beautiful souls. See you next time.